With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's been a while. I'm not who I was before. You look surprised. Your words don't burn me anymore Been meaning to tell ya But I guess it's clear to see Don't be mad It's just a brand new kind of me Can't be bad I found a brand new kind of free Careful with your ego He's the one that we should Grab my heart back Got no something as a change Thought that you'd be happy I found the one thing I need Why you mad? It's just a brand new kind of me It took a long, long time To get here Took a break And welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, again, we have a very exciting show exciting show scheduled for you tonight. We have an amazing and wonderful uh, author, motivational speaker that we're going to share um, her insight about transformation and, and being authentic. So before we get Going into the show and the details, just again, want to thank you all for tuning in and remind you that our chat line is open. If you are not a registered follower, please do so tonight. Register as a follower of the show that allows you to join us in the chat room during our live episodes, and it also allows you to keep up with the shows as we schedule them, and you're also able to go back. Well, you can go back and listen to a to an archive show at any time, but it just, it helps our ratings and it helps you keep up with what we're doing and our guest speakers as well. So if you have not registered, please do so tonight. It's a simple process. You can do that by using, um, sign on, of course, to the blog talk, uh, blog talk, and register as a follower of the show. And you can either use your Facebook 
uh, page to register, or you you can create a brand new username and password that uh, is only available to you. So do that for us. That will help us and help you as well. If you would like to comment, or if you're listening on the, in the chat room and you'd like to call in live, or if you're listening by way of Facebook or any other Internet access and you want to call in live, the live number is 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. Remember, this number is for to call in and or make your comments or ask your questions as well. So if you have a question or comment, select the number one that, that tells Rodney and I that you are in queue and you have something to add to the show. We'll pull you in by identifying the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits, again, of the number that you're calling from. So select the number one if you're listening uh, by way of phone with us, if you have a comment or a question. And, again, we'll identify the call, area code, and last four digits that you're calling from. Please be prepared to post your questions and comments as quickly as possible and be patient with us as we go back and forth from Facebook to the chat room and hosting the show as well. So, Rodney, how are you doing today? Tammy, I am doing excellent. Uh, it has been a, a very good day. It's been productive. Uh, <laughs> just taking care of things for the wedding and uh, trying to move and, and get all, all of that stuff situated. And uh, I guess we have about three weeks now, so uh, just a lot going on. But I am I am blessed. I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh uh, I just want to remind everybody before we bring in um, our special guest uh, to always, always, always appreciate who you are, appreciate the life that has been given to you, and also take the time to show the people around you how much you appreciate them. Um, obviously, everyone saw what happened in Orlando. Uh, and that was just, uh, it, it was just awful. I don't know, you know, if, if there are even words to describe it, but it was just awful. Um, but even outside of that, Tammy, uh, last Wednesday, uh, these two ladies that Tamaria knows, uh, they were at the beach, at Virginia Beach, and they were just out enjoying themselves at the beach um, because one of the sisters, you know, just really loved going to the beach. And so her and her sister were very close. Um, and so they always did things together, and the beach was one of them. Well, while they were sitting on the beach, just minding their own business, we had very strong winds uh, that day. Um, and I live about three hours from there, but it was just, I don't know. We had strong winds here, but they also had them down there, and they were on the beach um, about three hours from here. And an umbrella that some people had, you know, up on the sand where they were just sitting under the umbrella, the wind got so strong, it uprooted the umbrella, and this umbrella flew and hit this lady, and it pierced her lungs, and she died just like that. And then her sister who was with her, uh, they had to rush her to the hospital because seeing her sister go through that, her blood pressure just, like, went sky high. So don't ever take anything for granted. 
and appreciate who you are. Appreciate the life that you've been given and appreciate the people who are around you. That's what I have, and uh, I'm ready to go ahead and get the show started. All right, all right. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and pull in Tiffany. Let's do that. Tiffany, we're pulling you in. Can you hear us okay? Hello? And I can. can Hi, how are you? Yes, I can. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to hear you on it. I think Hi, this is Rodney. a great topic. Hi, we cannot wait. Hi, how are you? Can you hear us okay? I can, yes. Thank you. Thank you okay. both for having okay. me on okay. the show. Okay, thank you for, for coming and joining us tonight. Let's just start, if you don't mind, um, just introduce yourself. Tell the audience of, of, about Tiffany, who you are, and your book, and then give the audience as well your website, any anything you'd like for them to know, and we'd ask that you do that consistently throughout the show because we have people that will be on now that may jump off, but we have people that kind of come in and out. So we're always having the new ones uh, call in or log on to the chat room. So give out your website, any of the information that you'd like to share, and then tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Great. Thank you. So, again, my name is Tiffany Hill, and I'm very excited to be a guest on the show tonight. I had the opportunity to listen to some of your past shows and was very thrilled to listen to them because they are also in line with kind of the things that I'm doing through my book and my speaking engagements as well. So, again, thanks to both of you for having me. I am the author of Authentic Me, and it's a book that I published in November of 2015. And, again, you mentioned my website. All the information um, about the book is available on my website, thauthentic.com. And the book itself is available for purchase on Barnes & Noble and then also on Amazon.com. So who I am as a person, I'm – I feel like, as most of us are, a lot of things wrapped up in one. <laughs> so we have our, you know, our family lives, our professional lives, and we just balance all of that. So I'm an attorney. Um, as I just spoke about my book, I'm an author. I do motiv- motivational speaking. Um, and I also host my own podcast show as well. So I host a podcast show entitled Authentic Conversations, and that's on iTunes, Podcast, and Stitcher. So I do a show similar to what you guys are doing as well, where we try to offer weekly inspiration, motivation, and just uplifting words on different topics to keep us all um, motivated with all the different things that we're dealing with daily. Okay. 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 Well, wonderful. Rodney, you want to take us on, take us in? Uh, Yes. Um, And uh, for those of you listening, um, I had a chance to, uh, meet Tiffany at Hampton University uh, a couple of months ago, and that's how this kind of all uh, got started. I had to get back on the road and get back to Northern Virginia so I couldn't stay, but I, um, I knew that, that we needed to have Tiffany on the show, so uh, Tam and I talked about it, and, and here we are. So, Tiffany, uh, can you tell us pretty much how this this journey um, got started for you um, that led you to uh, writing the uh, the book and, and what you're doing now. 
Definitely, and I will piggyback on what you said about meeting a few months ago. I am so glad that you actually followed up with me and we were able to keep in touch because I came in just in time for my presentation at the university that evening. So you had finished, so I missed your presentation, and you were running, and you had to get on the road, so you weren't able to see <laughs> mine. So it's great that we were actually able to regroup and <laughs> circle back and still connect after Absolutely. all of that. So <laughs> definitely. So, again, my book was first published in November of 2015, my first book, because I'm also working on the second book that we can talk about as well. But my first book, Authentic Me, A Story of Strength, Perseverance, and Faith, I published in November of 2015. The process of writing that book, so started probably a year prior to that, and I journal a lot. So I journal, you know, and I write notes, and I just do that. That's my source of, like, therapy, I guess, perhaps, um, for myself. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I might write, jot down some notes or either, either before I go to bed at night. And so that's actually how my book came about, across journaling um, some of the personal things that I was going through. And then I compiled that into a book. And so Authentic Me itself um, discusses a process of going through, for me, what was a trouble marriage and domestic abuse and how do you go through that process which was very um, transformational in my life and come out on the other side a better person because as I'm speaking to people and talking to people I always try to encourage them you will go through things and whether you think they're fair whether you think they're right whatever the case may be you still have to grow through that and don't let that define you and so that's what I try to do with my book that's what the process was about for me um, writing that out writing out my process and like I said for me it was a, a physically and emotionally abusive marriage for someone else it could be anything anything that you go through how do you come out of that a better person? How do you learn from it? How do you not repeat those mistakes? And then how do you learn to forgive yourself and keep moving forward? And so that's what the book Authentic Me is about. Um, and, again, the process definitely for anyone who reads it, I think it, you can find something in it that will inspire you on whatever journey, whatever path that you might be on and getting through a difficult situation, a difficult um, obstacle or something in your life. And just keeping yourself motivated and encouraged because it's so important to not feel that you're all alone when you're going through things in life, you know, to feel supportive. And so I'm very big on mentoring and reaching out to others and just helping everyone feel loved because when you go through something that is traumatic for you, you don't want to be all alone or feel like you're going through it by yourself. And so that is very important to me um, and why I chose to write the book, because I want others to know that you can go through something as traumatic as um, domestic abuse, as traumatic as losing custody of your children, you know, something that is very personal and dear to you. You can go through that and still be a better person as a result. And you, you really do find out where your strength lies, and that's why my subtitle is, a story of strength, perseverance, and faith, because a lot of times we don't realize how strong we are until we go through those trying, difficult times. Tiffany, uh, before I turn it back over to Tammy, um, what would you say uh, specifically, what was the greatest lesson that you learned from the, the abuse of marriage that you were in? 
Definitely the greatest lesson that I've learned is what I've um what my mantra is moving forward is living authentically and that you don't really serve anyone or you don't do yourself any justice by pretending to be someone that you're not. And so a lot of what I um, discuss in the book, actually one of the chapters in the book is entitled Private Life Versus Public Life. And it basically talks about a period where I felt as though I was presenting this very polished, professional woman to the world because that's what I expected or, you know, felt like others wanted or expected of me and needed to see when really I wasn't genuinely happy and I was living a lie. So it's kind of like you're um, faking, you know, happiness, you're pretending that you're happy, and you're just doing all of this, living a facade um, per se. And so the most important lesson for me is learning how to be happy, learning how to love myself and value myself and treat other people how to how to um, um, teach other people, I'm sorry, how to treat me. And so in through that process, you learn a lot about your self-esteem. You know, you have to admit sometimes that you weren't loving yourself, you weren't being true to yourself, and that accountability – and that accountability and learning that for me was very important. So how do I move moving forward, be authentic, be true to myself, love myself, and be accountable for how I treat myself before I can, you know, take that um, and place that blame on others? Because even in domestic abuse, it's definitely not right for anyone to ever physically, emotionally, financially abuse you. But then I also think it's just as important for us to learn what are we doing, how are we treating ourselves that allows someone to do that to us, you know, or allows them to continue because you can't always control it. But when you accept it and when you continue to allow that to happen, you kind of have to take a step back and see what are you doing um, and how can you hold yourself accountable as well? Okay. Tammy? Yes. Tiffany, this is Tammy. You mentioned just a few minutes ago about your private truths. I actually underlined that part out of your the, the bio that we received from you, and it talks about you saying you, you speak about private truths that were masked by the appearance of a perfect public lifestyle. And I love that because – Many of us do that. In your for your situation, it might have been the domestic violence issue, but many of us do that. Will you elaborate a little bit more on that? What was that like for you? Speak to those women or men who may be going through situations, especially with the domestic violence. And then my, I'll go ahead and get my second question out to you as well. Authentic. I love looking up the definitions and of words and then picking words that mean the same. And one, one of the, the definitions that stood out the most to me, it says entitled to acceptance or belief because of agreement with known facts or experiences, reliable and trustworthy. But the agreement part with the known facts and experiences, so often, again, we don't really face and, and be honest with ourselves about who we, we are, where we are, and what we're going through. So the first question is, is elaborate more on the private truths um, that we ma- that are masked by appearances of perfect public lifestyles, and then will you kind of define authentic from your from the book standpoint and your personal opinion? Definitely. 
So, again, I will kind of rephrase your first question to make sure I'm understanding it. So you said private life versus public life, some of the things that we do um, to perpetuate that. And I think for me personally, um, I was in an, in a relationship where it was a very public role, a very public position. So we made a lot of public appearances and were I felt that I had to always be perfect per se and you know not make any mistakes or not show that there are any problems in the marriage and again just continue this facade of pretending as if life was great and life was perfect now that was my personal um, experience but I think for any of us like you said males and females alike we all have this um, notion of wanting others to accept us wanting to appear as if we have it all together. You know, my friends and I talk a lot about social media and how social media plays into that, where we, you know, want to pretend that we have the best career, we have the happiest marriage, the happiest relationship, and all of that's great if it is true and if it is authentic. But when we're just pretending and putting on that front for others, but that's not really how we feel um, on the inside, then that's where the problem comes in. And with the cover of my book, Authentic Me, um, I chose the um, image of someone looking in a mirror or in a magnifying glass. And that was important to me because that's what that moment of self-realization was like for me. It was the moment where I had to look at myself in the mirror. So when you get to that point of, you know, facing yourself, it doesn't matter what, what you're presenting to others. It doesn't matter what you're saying in public, what you're saying when everyone else is watching, but you still have to deal with that reflection in the mirror. And when you know that you're not living, you're true, you're not being true to yourself, you're not being true to others. You know, I've been in um, situations where even my family, I felt like it was kind of embarrassment. Like I didn't want them to know that my marriage was failing. I did not want them to know that I was experiencing abuse. I didn't want them to know that I was considering divorce because to me all of that meant failure. And I felt that to be, you know, this great professional, um, wonderful woman, I could not admit failure at something. And so I think that is a, a fear that a lot of us, Faith, and again, even if it's not marriage, even if it's not the fear of divorce or domestic abuse, whatever it is in your life that you're fearful of others knowing, so you perpetuate this lie and keep pretending. It might be your career, you know, where you're not really happy in what you're doing, but you want everyone to feel like you are, so you just continue to do that thing. So for me, um, the and as I discussed in the book that moment for me came when I just realized I could not do it anymore. And the the next chapter after that private life versus public life is breaking point. And that's what happened. Like you get to a point where you Mm. cannot continue on and you have Mm. to accept that you're not genuinely happy. And so I, I, I'm also a mom. So I have um, three what I think are wonderful little boys. Of course, I'm biased. So <laughs> I have three little boys. And, again, that um, also for me, I had to think a lot about um, how they would feel, you know, how what would they think of me if they knew some of the things or, you know, some of the things that were embarrassing to me, but I still had to face that. And so that's why, again, I encourage everyone um, – 
and it might not come in the form of writing a book. You know, we're some of us are a lot more private, and I understand that. But just when you're home, when you're by yourself, be make sure you're genuinely happy with the person that you are. Because, again, you don't do anyone. Um, you do yourself a disservice if you're not. And your second question okay. was, what does being authentic mean? And I do love um, the description that you use about being honest with ourselves and making sure that those facts, that they're factually aligned with who we are. And a lot of that for me, again, is self-evaluation constantly, mm-hmm. um, daily, being true to yourself. You know, I start each morning with that thought, like, how can I, um, the things that I'm involved with, the people that I'm associated with, you know, I want them to share those same values and the same, um, the same goal to be authentic. And we're all constantly supporting each other, um, encouraging each other. One of my mentors shared with me um, her view on someone that we're constantly either in valleys or on mountain peaks. And so, you know, that's the way I look at life. Like even if you're in a valley today and your friend's on a mountain peak, you know, next week you might be the one encouraging her. And so that's the way I try to live my life and continue to be authentic is just being open about the challenges that I face, and that's what authentic me is about. And, again, as I mentioned, I'm working on my second book, which is Authentic Me Part 2, which will be talking about forgiveness. So once you've gone through that thing or overcome that thing, how do you forgive yourself and then forgive others so that you can continue to um, be prosperous and continue to um, grow through your experiences, and you can't do that holding on to something from the past or holding on to your fears or your disappointments you feel that are embarrassing. You have to let that go and move forward. So I hope that answered your question. Right. I'm not sure. That did. That, it did. It did. It did. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Tiffany, this is Rodney. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back in here uh, because you brought, you, you, you brought up your, your children. Um, how much of... Uh, of uh, the abuse, um, did they see or or hear, and what was their reaction to it? Well, my children are very young, and um, so, again, I like to think, and I think many of us who are in abusive situations, we like to think that there was no effect or you hope that there was no effect. So I can't say that. I'm sure there has been some. And then, of course, when you go through a divorce and, you know, a separation, divorce, anything disruptive in children's life, sure, there will be some effects on them. But they were definitely young enough to where they did not experience um, the abuse firsthand. So they will just have been affected by the separation and subsequent divorce. But I'm very thankful that the children are doing okay, you know, and they seem to be doing okay. And they've been been through a lot, um, as we all have. No one really wins in a situation like that. So we've all been through Mm -hmm. a lot, but they are doing well. And they definitely are – the source of a lot of my motivation, you know, they keep me encouraged. They're um, just little, when kids that age, well, all ages, you, you, you enjoy them, but definitely when they're younger like that, my kids are nine and under, um, everything is fun and games with them, you know, so they, 
they help me to last through a lot of things, you know, and they keep me focused and just grounded and just remembering what's important, what's really important in life. And, Tammy, when we first got on the call, I heard you saying something about just those small things um, in life. And then also you, Rodney, talking about just being appreciative every day. Um, and not taking anything for granted and with all the things going on in the world. So to me, they are my reminders of that. Uh, when I'm taking myself too seriously or life too seriously, here come the little ones to remind you that, you know, just take a breather <laughs> and have fun and enjoy life. So um, they wow. are doing okay, and thank you so much for asking about them. Oh, no problem. Uh, uh, what specific steps are you taking with them? Uh, you know, to make sure that, you know, when they uh, grow up, you know, they are, um, I guess, the opposite of, you know, what you've been through or, 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 you know, what you've had to deal with. Well, again, with the ages of my children right now, there's not really much that I am doing, and we do have a – situation where they are both parents are involved with my children and in their lives so the only thing the advice that I would give to anyone who's gone through domestic abuse who have children um, involved is to constantly show them love constantly talk to them about respect you know and just um, pray constantly for them and that's what I've had to do and had to learn because a lot of times we want or we feel better when we think we're controlling the situation. Um, And so we think that we can do X, Y, and Z, and then if we do those things, then they won't be abusive or they won't be whatever, you know, a man who disrespects women or whatever the case might be, and we just don't have that kind of control. What we can do is be good parents. We can show them love. We can exhibit, you know, the, the signs and the qualities that we want them to have. And we can continue mm-hmm. to pray for them. So definitely as they get older, um, I will certainly talk to them about it and, you know, um, make sure because they're, again, three young boys. And I want nothing more than to see them be respectable young men and, you know, um, great contributors <laughs> in society. So definitely my wish is for them to be that. But at this point, I just um, lo- love and nurture them and let them know that I love them. And that's to me the most important thing for them right now. Okay. Okay. Tiffany, this is Tammy. I have a question for you. What was there a challenge? Did you find it to be challenging in writing the book since it it is authentic and that's your that's your um I guess that's what you are putting out there. Was there any challenges in writing the book that you had to get over? There have definitely been challenges. (laughs) I mean anytime you expose um, yes. yourself or open yourself up to um, criticism or um, second guessing or whatever, there's mm. always going to be that challenge. But the other important thing about that is when you're living an authentic life and when you make that decision that you're going to be happy, mm. this, you're going to own your own story, the criticism doesn't matter as much. So there are things that I've had to deal with as a result of writing the book Authentic Me, but it it was kind of, I guess, maybe, I shouldn't even say expect it, but it's one of the things that you have to prepare yourself to deal with. And to me, the purpose of what 
I was trying to do was more important than those few um, critics or anyone who would have something negative to say because I feel like if you do, you're missing the point. For me, I know that a lot of women um, go through domestic abuse, and it is a conversation that we need to continue to have, teaching our young girls the warning signs of abuse and how they cannot end up in that situation. So we know that happens, and you know, kudos to all the people who are working towards that and educating and informing us about it. But I think it changes the dynamics when you have someone who, in my case, was in a position where I was that lady mentoring young girls. I was the one talking to them about, you know, self-esteem and loving themselves and very actively doing that and not being authentic with what I personally was going to going through. So when you when you can do that, when you can change that and make that shift and let them know, even though I'm talking to you about these things, I myself am not perfect either. That's where you form those real relationships and that's where you begin to make a difference for people. So for me, again, the challenges of writing the book were definitely the purpose of it was outweighed for me because I knew that I wanted the message to reach a larger crowd. You know, when as I was writing, I'm thinking of my younger cousins and the ladies that I'm working with and just wanting to mm. make a difference in their lives and wanting them to know that you have to love yourself above anything else. And once you get to that place, once you get confident in that, you really can do whatever you want to do. And But you can't do that going home crying at night, you know, living, presenting one person for public and coming home and being sad. And, you know, I really went through a time where as I was going through it, I didn't realize it was depression. But where I was coming home and just really sad and not understanding why. And so when I Mm -hmm. finally went through that and understood that process, And I want to share that with others because I think it's important for us to know it's an important part of healing and it's an important part of helping others not either get through it if they're going through it or not even get in that place. And for me, I hope that it helps others not even get in that place to begin with. Okay, one more question before Ryan. I guess we'll open up the just remind people that the the chat chat room is open and the phone lines as well, but I know in writing a book there must be many, many things you find out about yourself as you write through it and, and come to the end of it. Is there one thing that stands out that you may have learned about Tiffany in the writing of the book? If so, will you share it with us? Sure. And I wrote my book in connection with a great publisher. <laughs> I used Expected <laughs> in Entertainment in Atlanta, Georgia. So it was a really um, – It was a great process for me, Um, and I enjoyed every bit of the the writing process. So that's a good thing because I know a lot of authors struggle with, you know, the editing and the organization, but it was a really great process for me, so I'm thankful for that. But in writing the book, as many authors know, you go through many versions, many edits, you know, what, what should you include, what should you not include. Um, And so through that process, 
I had a lot of material for the book. And, of course, you can't put everything. If I put everything that I journaled in the book, it would be extremely long. <laughs> so just learning, tricking out, you know, and learning what you want to, what you want to include, what you don't want to include. But the part that was very important for me to keep in the book was a, when I felt like I had to accept that I had a problem with self-esteem. And I think that's important because I feel, I constantly feel that loving who you are and all of who you are all the time is so important in your personal decisions you make and the professional decisions that you make. It all starts with how you feel about yourself. And so I definitely learn in a lot of ways that I struggle with that at times when I didn't think that I did, you know, and if someone would have said you have problems with self-esteem, I would have thought they were crazy. Like, what are you talking about? I definitely don't have a problem with self-esteem. But in writing the book and reflecting on some oh, of wow. the things that I've been through, some of the situations that I placed myself in, I'm like, I really didn't love myself. And when you've been emotionally abused and you have someone um, in your life, whether it's a spouse or whether it's a friend or your parents, you know, some people deal with parents who are constantly talking down to them. A lot of times you don't think that you internalize that. And then when you reflect on, reflect on how you make decisions or the choices that you make, you realize or you might realize that you actually are internalizing it. And it actually does have an effect on how you live your life and the decisions that you make. And so that was one of the toughest things for me was just that self-reflection about my own self-esteem because I would have never guessed that I had an issue with that until I started thinking about that and reflecting on some things. And, again, in the book, um, you will see how that's manifested, you know, in someone saying, well, you can't doubt me or you're nothing without me. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't really believe that. But when the choices that you make, when you constantly stay in a relationship that where someone is harming you, if you constantly maintain a friendship with someone who puts you down, um, if you're constantly being demeaned on your job or whatever the situation might be, it all starts with how you feel about yourself because the people who love themselves and who have positive, healthy self-esteem don't normally in those situations. You might find yourself in the situation, but they find a way out of those situations. Okay. That's really good. That's really good. That's some really good stuff there, uh, Tiffany. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, for those of you who joined us, because I did see a couple of calls um, added, uh, we are um, so glad to have Tiffany Hill with us tonight. She is the author of Authentic Me and Tiffany for our new um, uh, audience uh, that uh, have just checked in. Will you give them your information one more time, uh, how they can uh, get a copy of the book and anything else that you'd like to share? Sure. Thanks again. My name is Tiffany Hill, and I'm author of Authentic Me, A Story of Strength, Perseverance, and Faith. And I'd like to encourage everyone to visit my website, www.phauthentic.com. On the website, I actually have some excerpts from the book, so you can get a sense of what the book is about. And then also there are links there where you can purchase the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble as well. And then I'm also on social media at ph underscore authentic. 
Very good. Well, you actually answered one of the questions that I had as you were talking because I was going to ask um, why do you think people uh, stay in abusive relationships uh, so long, um, and you answered it, you know, with it, it's it's how they feel about themselves. Um, Definitely. What do you think? What do you think people uh, can do in order to uh, in order to reverse that, or what are some what are some things that 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 people can like actually look for and say, well, if I'm doing this, then I may have a self esteem issue, or if I'm doing this, then or allowing this, maybe this isn't the best situation for me. Right. Well, I definitely feel personally when you get to the point of hiding things from others or from your family or the people who care about you and you know that they care about you and they have your best interests at heart and when you're hiding things that are happening to you, personally, you know, you obviously know that it's an issue because, you know, if you, if you have a great relationship with your parents or your best friend and you can't tell them some of the things that are happening in your marriage, um, definitely that's a sign. That's number one, a sign as to why do you not feel comfortable sharing that? Well, you don't feel comfortable sharing it because there you know that it's an issue. And so, again, I'm not saying everything that happens in your marriage you, you're going to discuss. You know, we're talking about two separate things when we're talking about that. But abuse, when you know that it's an issue and you feel embarrassed to share that with someone, that's definitely a to me a number one sign that there's a problem there because for me I didn't I never felt that I would not have the support I needed I personally felt that it would be a failure on my end and no one you know my family didn't make me feel that way so that was something that I personally was dealing with you know some things that I was internalizing that I had been told about you know and a lot of women with um, kids Oftentimes you think that once you have children and you're in that situation that you just need to stay there and you can't move beyond that. You know, you can't start life over with three kids or however many kids that you have. Um, And that's just not true. But, again, that could be a result of emotional abuse and just the things that you're being told that you don't realize, again, that you're internalizing that. And that accountability, that acceptance, it's hard for a lot of us. It's hard for women in general, but it's definitely hard when you're, you know, you're a professional woman, you're an attorney, as I was, and you just don't, you don't want to accept that you're having those self-esteem issues because you don't think that that's possible for you when in actuality it is, it it is, and it was a reality for me. And so, again, that's why I felt it was so important to share my story, even beyond what I myself personally had gone through, but how can I help other women who are afraid to take that first step, afraid to admit that there is a problem? How do we help them beyond that? And so for anyone who is experiencing anything remotely close to that, you know, we all know what physical abuse looks like, I think. We all know what that is and what that looks like. But a lot of times the emotional abuse, it gets a little blurry. You know, we're not sure as to, well, if he's controlling, does that mean he's abusive? Just pay attention to those signs and definitely um 
pay attention to your changes and your mood and if you're constantly feeling depressed and upset, um, that's not healthy. And, and, you know, I can't tell anyone personally how to deal with that, but at least know that that's not healthy and talk to someone, um, whether it's counseling, whether it's speaking out a friend, just talk to someone about that and make sure that you're safe. Okay. Tiffany, this is Tammy. You you mentioned earlier about self-evaluation, and that's something that you do on a daily basis. Tell us some of the ways that you do that. What are the, some, some of the ways that you personally reflect and self-evaluate? Well, I definitely reflect daily on my personal, my, my physical health, my emotional health. All of that is very important to me because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't deal, you know, you can't even be in a position to deal with the things that you're facing in a healthy way. And so what I've experienced in the last probably two to three years, I would not wish on anyone. And But it has taken a lot of endurance. It's taken a lot of strength. It's taken um, a reconnection with faith. You know, it's taken all of those things, and I see at the end of that a better person. And for whatever mm. it's worth, you know, again, I don't think that it was fair. I don't think that all of it was fair. But I do see a stronger person. I see a better person. I see a person that I would not have imagined I could be. Um, you know, a few years ago, I would have never thought that I could have gone through something like this and still be the person that I am right now today. So it's a learning process. And to get again to that point, you have to have self-reflection and you have to spend time with yourself and you have to constantly, again, reevaluate the things that you're doing. And so one of the ways that I do that is by starting each day with something positive, whether it's a positive podcast, whether it's um, positive music, you know, whether it's me sitting Mm -hmm. down journaling, something that I'm grateful for. But I just try to remember to set the tone for my day in that way because once I exit well, even a lot of times before you even exit your home, <laughs> you might be faced with something negative. But once you exit, you know, out of the confines of your home or your your sanctuary, because my home for me is like my private sanctuary, but once you exit, you don't know what you're going to be faced with, and you really can't control that. You don't know what's going to happen, you know, along your day, what you're going to be faced with. But what you can control and what we are in control of is how we respond to that. And you can only do that positively by constantly reminding yourself of that, by constantly pouring that positive energy into you because life will take it. We'll try to, we'll try to drain it all from you, you know, in a day. So how do you reflect on the things that you're going through and still find something positive in it? And that's sometimes it's tough. It's very tough to do that. But that's what I try to do um, even when I find myself getting upset or getting frustrated. I try to just take a step back and say, okay, what can I bring out of this positive because even if it's not a positive situation I can still learn something from it and again so just keeping that positive energy going being aware of the people that I interact with um, in my personal space and making sure that those people too are positive Um, and that is a learning process for a lot of us like how do we remove (laughs) the people how do we love people from a distance who don't necessarily um 
bring positively into our lives. And that that was tough, and that is tough for a lot of us, but we have to learn that the people that we surround ourselves with is important as well for our our overall health and our overall um, well-being, especially when you're trying to transform your life and live positively. Okay. 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 Well, one one more, Rodney, and I'll turn it back over to you. Actually, I'm going to step away for just a second after I ask this question and hear the answer. Breaking point. You talked about breaking point. Tell us. What was the breaking point like for you? Like, what, what, what do you, what, explain that day, that night, that hour that you knew that you knew that you were there? Definitely. So, breaking point for me is a process. And I explain it to people um, in this way. And I'm so glad you asked that question because anything that we go through, I feel like there is normally a process and a range of emotions. So, um, there was anger, there was fear, you know, we talked about being embarrassed, you know, all of those things wrapped up in one, and then all of a sudden it's like everything comes to a head, from sadness to, you know, all of that, just feeling like the pressure of it in itself can just literally kill you. And so that, to me, what break, is what breaking point meant for me in my life, like all of those emotions, all of those feelings, all of that trying to hold it together and be perfect Tiffany, it just all came to a head. And so how do you um, deal with that? How do you get to this breaking point where you're thinking, oh, am I losing it? You know, am I having an anxiety attack? Am I, like, what is really going on here? And it's it's just a process of not, or I think it's the result of not dealing with all those emotions because things were happening in my life and I was just, um, I like to describe it as just putting band-aids on it, but not fixing the issue. So just covering up, covering up, covering up, and then you get to a point where you have to deal with it. You have to face everything that you've been putting Band-Aids on for the past eight years. You have to deal with it. And so breaking point for me was just the process of dealing with all the things. Um, Again, my personal life was Um, the abuse, the subsequent separation, the divorce, but it could be anything, anything that we're going through. How do you go through that again and still have purpose, still have a sense of who you are, still love who you are? Because my, um, the worst thing I can see is for someone to not love themselves, to be depressed, to let something or someone defeat them. And that's what I didn't want to happen in my life. I didn't want to let circumstances defeat me. And my goal in Authentic Me is how do I encourage others in the same way? How do I encourage others through any situation that they're going through to not feel defeated, to get to that breaking point and say, okay, now I'm going to take a step back and recognize what I might, you know, recognize my role in this, recognize others' roles in this, and then I'm going to take go a step further and forgive them for that. I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to move forward. So that's what breaking point was. It's a whole process of all the emotions, all the things that you've gone through, and just moving beyond that, a better person, a stronger person. Okay. Okay. Tiffany, I have a question. Um, what what type of feedback uh, have you heard uh, uh, about the book, both uh, 
compliments and criticisms? What have you heard? Well, luckily, I haven't heard criticism, so I guess they're... <laughs> That's <laughs> the always good. <laughs> yeah, the people who are criticized, not that there, I'm sure there are, um, and constructive criticism to me is always good Any in any event, but um, the critics probably aren't talking to me directly, so I haven't heard from them. But I have heard um, the book has been used in book clubs. You know, I've done some speaking engagements on the book, and I've had good reception from women. And, again, not just women who've gone through an abusive situation, but just people in general saying that it inspired them, that it was motivational for them. And so that's always good. That's always helpful. And, um Probably the closest thing I've had to criticism was from a male saying, "Well, is it only is your book only for females?" <laughs> and my response, of course, was, "No, of course not. The book is not only for females. The book is for anyone, and I think um, anyone could gain some something from authentic me. So I encourage everyone to read it. It's not just for women, but of course, I am a female, so it, it does um, recount a." female's perspective, but it's definitely for anyone, you know, and, and again, the the underlying premise is how do you go through some difficult things, some difficult situation in your life and emerge a better person, and so, it, as we know, that could apply to males and females alike, and the book, actually, I'm also currently writing, I shouldn't say writing, I'm sorry, I'm currently producing a film called The Last Time in conjunction with the publishing company that I mentioned earlier, Expected In. Chuck Brown is the writer of the film. But we'll be producing a film in August of this um, year, so just in a few months, that is also on domestic abuse. And just to continue that discussion, and once again, even that project, it will be for males and females, and just how do we have healthy relationships how do we recognize the warning signs of all forms of abuse and encourage those um, positive, healthy relationships and positive influences in our lives so that we can talk about that, engage in conversation about it, and make sure that we're not repeating some of the mistakes that we might have made in the past. Tiffany, um, after you uh, moved on, um, did the did the the individual try to um, you know return to your life? Um, if so, how did you handle that? Um, but if not, what would you say to uh, women out there who who might be dealing with that situation right now, where you know they they've moved on, um, you know? But of course, it's not always that easy. Um, so. How did you deal with it if you if you had to? But if not, um, what would you recommend to women today in regards to that? Um, yes, I would definitely say for any woman um, who's gone through an abusive situation or male, you know, we know both males and females um, are victims of domestic abuse. But if you're in a situation where you're and I'm assuming, Rodney, you mean where they want to get back in the relationship? Is that what you're asking? Right. When you when you decide, hey, you know, this is this is over. I've had enough, and you, uh, you know, you you pack up your things and you know you move out. Um, 
you know, and they, you know, you get those calls and, hey, I'm sorry and I won't do it again. And, um, you know, and the individual is trying to, to reconcile. Uh, how, how do you handle that? Yes, I would say definitely for um, reconciliation, you would want to be absolutely sure that the person has, you know, accepted what they've done and they've gone through some kind of, whether it be counseling or something to that end. But if it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, any forms of domestic abuse, um, more often than not, you hear that people repeat that behavior. So, you know, I, I'm definitely not going to make the decision for anyone as to whether or not they reconcile with the person, but I would just be very careful in that situation and at least make sure that they've gone through some kind of um, counseling or something to rehabilitate themselves because otherwise you can't be sure that that behavior will not repeat itself. Um, and if you definitely have someone who has been emotionally abusive or has a controlling personality, I I seriously doubt. My experience has been that doesn't change even post-separation. You know, they still try to find ways to control you, um, and that's just who they are. And if they have not had some serious um, counseling or something that really has made where you feel like there's a significant major change, I personally would be um, a little afraid and hesitant to go back into that situation. But, again, I can't speak for, you know, everyone and tell them what to do. But definitely be safe. Um, There are a lot of counseling agencies, a lot of um, domestic abuse agencies as well that can give you information on that um, and talk to you about returning to a situation like that. So, I hope that you would at least, someone who's going through that, would at least seek out those sources of information before they make the decision to go back. Okay. Uh, for those of you out there listening, uh, again, we do have Tiffany Hill on with us, author of Authentic Me. Uh, we do want to put it out there that we're getting uh, ready to close out the show. We're winding down here in the Butterfly Evolution show. Um, so if you have a question or a comment, uh, please go ahead and select the number one now so that Tiffany can take your question. Um, and while we're waiting to see if anyone does that, uh, Tammy, any final words from you? Um, no, thank you, Tiffany, for joining us um, tonight. And I want to just remind our listeners as well, Rodney, that we will not be on uh, next week. I know I will be traveling, and Rodney, I can't remember what's going on with you, but we will both be out of touch, and so we won't be on next Monday, but stay connected, stay tuned. We'll keep you advised about the the rest of the month. I hope you guys are taking fun vacation time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about Rodney, but I'm going to the beach. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that definitely sounds fun. (laughs) I'm actually actually not leaving until the the, uh, 24th. Uh, so we are, uh, I think we're probably, uh, going to be off the air for about a good month, Tammy, because we won't be on next Monday, uh, because you'll be traveling the following Monday. I'll be, uh, traveling and then yeah. I'll be getting married the, yeah. the week after that. Was, and oh, yeah, I may, I may throw one in here though. You Thank guys you. just kind of stay tuned because I may throw one in. Rodney may not be able to join, but Rodney, I may, I know we talked about that, but that has changed just a little bit. So I hadn't had a chance to talk with okay. you about that. So 
just stay connected because I, I likely we have we'll have at least one before we take a mini vacation that we both need. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like Sounds it. Tiffany, uh, any any final thoughts from you? Uh, make sure that uh, you know you give out your your information one more time, uh, and then just any final thoughts, any final words from you? Sure. So again, I would like to share my social media information because anyone can go to my website and find out more information about the book. So that website is thauthentic.com. And again, I'm also working on a second book. And so if they stay connected with me via my um, website, they can find out all the information about that and the other um, film projects and other projects that I'm involved in. So I love connecting with people. Send me an email. Um, send me a message on social media. Um, however, whatever your method of contacting is, I would love to stay connected with the listeners as well. And, again, thanks to you guys for having me on the show. It's been fun. I enjoy um, discussing my book and just any opportunity to encourage others and motivate them and let them know that, Um, our experiences, the experiences that we all go through, we can learn a lot from each other and we can support and encourage each other. And to me, that's really important because, again, a lot of the things that I've gone through personally, um, I had to do a lot of self-reflection, of course, and spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time learning myself and loving myself as well. But I also value the support that I had from others in my life. So I try to pay that forward in encouraging and supporting others along their journey and the things that they might be going through as well. Hey, Tiffany, before we close, Rodney, Tiffany, what what kind of attorney are you for those? And you're in the D.C. area, correct? No, I'm actually in Oklahoma, so I'm not oh. here. I was visiting the East Coast when I met Rodney. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I was just visiting. I was just visiting. I was there for the book Oklahoma. signing. But I live in Oklahoma, and I'm an employment law attorney. So I okay. am currently, yeah, and I do um, employment law. And so, of course, anything dealing with termination or harassment, discrimination, um, I do that as well. And I try okay. to, um, right. even in my leadership sessions with young, um, in my leadership sessions and things that I do in mentoring young girls, I try to intertwine, you know, legal things as well, you know, and just things that they should be preparing for. So I did a podcast recently, a podcast show, where we were talking about the things that you should um, look out for or prepare yourself for, even in going through a divorce. And so, even though I don't practice family law, you know, I do try to keep those things in mind and share that as well with women who are going through situations like that because there are some things that I learned through my process and some things that I know as an attorney that I can share to help others as well through through similar processes. Okay, great, great. Thank you. Rodney, that's all that I have. This is this has been a, a a really good show and 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 for those of you who tuned in late, um, I personally would like to encourage you to go back um, and listen to the entire show. And all you have to do is uh, go to our page on blogtalkradio.com uh, backslash Butterfly Evolution and listen to uh, the things that uh, Tiffany shared tonight because uh, I really think that she she offers some great advice. 
Um, and I definitely want to encourage all of you um, to order her book, uh, to visit her website. Um, and like I said, you know, we, we met a few months ago and, you know, uh, kept in contact. Um, so make sure you reach out to her. Uh, she might uh, be able to help you. And um, there's also a YouTube video, Tiffany. Uh, you want to give people some information about that? Sure. So on my website, again, there are links to all of my social media accounts. So I'm on YouTube as well. It's TH underscore authentic. And there is a link on my website on the com that links to all my YouTube videos as well. So if you go to my website, you can definitely connect with me through YouTube. And on some of the videos, I think the one video that you guys share, Rodney, um, where I discuss like some of the challenges that I was going through um, through my process of domestic abuse. And so, again, all of that is you can start with my website and you can find links to all of those things there. And, again, if you have any questions or any problems connecting with me, just send me a message from that site and I'll be happy to follow up with you. And thank you guys again so much for the show. I will be following the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show, and I'll add that to my list of um, motivational things to listen to in the morning. So <laughs> thank you again. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And and before I, before I play the music, I just want to remind everybody of, uh, of something that I heard Tiffany say tonight, and that is, uh, whatever wh- whatever you're going through in life, don't feel like you have to pretend that you are somebody that you are not. Don't feel like just because people expect certain things of you or people look at your title or they look at who you're who you're with and they expect certain things from you. Uh, don't let that keep you in a bad situation because we we imprison ourselves when we start to think more about what people would say if we failed rather than just saying, here is who I am, here is what I, I am all about, take it or leave it. Like we, we have to learn to, to love ourselves uh, before we can expect other people to do that. And by all means, do not hide anything that you know other people need to know about you. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. We are certain that we will that we will be back on the air. When that will be, we do not know, but please keep up with us um because we will have uh we will have some just some powerful shows for you guys throughout the summer, so we hope that you'll join us. Uh this is my last week of school. <laughs> So I am grateful for that. Uh, <laughs> last week I, I finished uh, grad school. I finished all of my grad school classes. So um, I will be turning in my internship hours in the fall and taking the test to become uh, an assistant principal. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to apply for jobs next year. And then the kids, <laughs> their last day is Thursday. Um, and then uh, we, the teachers, finish up on Friday. So I will get a much-needed long uh, break this summer uh, where I look forward to uh, getting married to my beautiful fiancé, Tamaria, and just spending time with her. So if you don't hear from me in July and it's just Tammy, please know that I am with my, my new wife. So 
God bless you all. We hope that you we hope that you have a blessed week. Uh, we hope that you guys get a good night's rest, and we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Tiffany. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.